Reply All has apparently been going since the big controversy. I, I've only just started listening to it again, but there's still some good stuff. I mean, I was listening to one that I was already really into, where this uh, woman has like one of those, you know, one of those, one of those cars. <laughs> a car, like a newer car. And you know how, um, with the cars on the screens, you might have even heard of it. It's called, like, Race Note, I think, where if you listen to... Familiar. If you listen to an album on your car and there's a screen to visualize something, it will sort of, like, search art. Or, like, it somehow searches for, like, album art or something. Yeah, to go along with it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's and, the thing that, yeah. And, like... Oh, I think Spotify does something similar. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. But so there, I guess Gracenote is, like, part That's of... the database, Yeah, basically. and I haven't gotten very far into the episode, but, like, basically, the crux of the story is this woman's very Catholic, and she has this thing in her car that she refers to as her car demon, because when she turned her car on for the first time, it just, like, was this weird... Oh, I can find the picture, because it's linked in the episode. It is just, like... Anything she's listening to just has, like, this picture on it. Freaky! <laughs> and, like... It's just, like, always there. <laughs> and so she's like, I don't... She fully believes that her car is possessed, that it is a dealer or it's, whatever. But I mean, she doesn't... She's not afraid of it because she doesn't... Because she just renounces Satan when she gets in the car. Uh, that's amazing. Like, that's her full opinion. But she, but she basically... That's like a member of Guar or something. Yeah. But she does want uh, Alex Goldman to, like, find a way to get the demon out of her car. I love that her solution is just to renounce Satan and then she feels comfortable. Yeah, well, she literally said, like, uh, well, all you have to do is renounce Satan before you get in my car. It'll be fine. <laughs> She's, she knows if it. Someone, if someone said that to you, just, like, in real life, like, let's say you're getting, like, a ride a lift. Home, you're getting your lift. Yeah. <laughs> or, yes, oh my god, that would be amazing. Like, I need you to renounce Satan just right before you step in. And all of his cool? empty promises, you'll understand in a what moment, <laughs> I'm not a lunatic. <laughs> like you, you request the lift and then you get a text from your driver. Hey, can I ask you just to do a quick favor on the way in? <laughs> just give me a quick renouncement. <laughs> I, I like Why do we watch this the podcast where three friends watch a bad movie, talk about what they like, what they didn't like, and how they would fix it. I am Brendan Drischler. I'm Chris Ravel. I'm Lee Delahanty. And this is a mini episode, so we're not doing that, but we kind of are. Uh, and we're also going to talk about the movie that we'll be doing next. In two weeks from now, we will be covering the 2007 romantic comedy I Could Never Be Your Woman, starring Michelle Pfeiffer and Paul Rudd. Uh, John Lovitz is there, too. Fred Willard. Sir Ronan yeah. pops up. Stacey Dash. Tracy Ullman, for some reason, is here. Uh, it's unfortunate. <laughs> yep. Uh, as I said, directed by Amy Heckerling, who, of course, we all remember from Clueless, amongst other things. Uh, her powers are not at their peak here. I mean, yeah. I, just Amy Heckerling is always going to have a place in my heart for giving me Clueless. Yeah. Um, but I do have to admit that a great deal of the rest of her catalog is kind of tough. It, I mean, I think a lot of her writing credits are pretty good, but it seems just sort of that, like... I, I think it was that one AV Club article that I had read, the one, um, the, the My Year of Flops one, read that one, where today. he, like, where Nathan Rabin mentions her as, like, the sort of person who reads something in the Huffington Post in the morning, then gets <laughs> mad about it and writes about that thing. It just seems like, like, like she doesn't really have, like, an impulse control. Right. It's just sort of like, this is the thing that I'm mad about, and I'm mad as hell about Which, it, and you're going to read Amy 90 Hackerling minutes. Reads, is that, that person? What's yes. that? This thing, Amy Hackerling. Hackerling, yes. yeah. Hacker, or no, has no, become that person. It's, like, the kind of director that is... 
has an issue that maybe is spanning multiple subjects, and they're just going to make a movie where they yeah. kind of just rant about it, which yeah. actually makes sense for this movie, because right. it feels there's, that way. There's a lot of grievances Amy Heckerling seems to have that she's exercising in this movie, which we will discuss two if weeks she, from if now. If she had maybe had some sort of, like, weekly... Like our nightly sort of semi nightly like panel shift or like a, right like a Samantha B thing right or yeah like a sketch show that she hosts that she, she could did. vent that yeah <laughs> yeah or like I don't want to say soap work but like in that sort of quick turnaround type format where like you could quickly turn out con- topical right. content maybe right a maybe podcast even. yeah maybe she's the podcast, podcast? Yeah. 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 again this is before all of these all of these things were really. I guess all. podcasts maybe were a thing. No. Yeah, I think like they, and I think 2007. Yeah. They were a thing in 2007, but it was just a pain in the ass, because remember, you had to, like, manually download them to your iPod. Mm. Yes. Which is what, like, I didn't have... I, uh, I had an iPod, and there were, like, a handful of podcasts I listened to back when, like, they first became a thing, and it was a pain in the ass, because you'd have to download them every single day if you wanted to listen to them. They couldn't just be downloaded automatically. And, of course, you're talking about the first podcast ever created. Serial. Brian needs a friend. No, Serial. <laughs> um, Yeah. So, like I said, two weeks from now, I could never be your woman. Uh, I think it's streaming for free on some of those crappier services, yeah. <laughs> like Tubi or whatever. Yeah. So uh, go for it. Do? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Probably. So you know, should you want to see this movie, the, the the best thing I can say about it is ninety minutes long. Well, and the central couplets. And yeah, there's that. So we'll we'll cover all that in more detail two weeks from now. Uh, the drink that we will be making for that episode, of course, uh, we're having two drinks, sort of a pairing because of the uh, rom-commy nature, mm-hmm. one representing each person in this relationship. So to start with, we have the hag, which is really just kind of a take on a Negroni. It is one part Campari, one part sweet vermouth, one part Prosecco. And the accompanying shot, it's smaller because he's younger, is called the nerd, which is going to be like the dumber version of that drink. So it's one part vodka and one part San Pellegrino blood orange soda with some bitters. Nice. I'm excited. Yeah. I like everything that's going into these drinks. I do too. I love citrus. I love bitter. I, I also... I'm, I'm good with this. I have so many thoughts about this movie. Yeah, I do too. I'm Who would have thought that there'd be so much to say about this movie? But I'm ready. Much like Smoke oh. and Aces, there's more to talk about than I thought. <laughs> the, I Still waters went deep. Um, let me... Before we... Yeah. I know we're not talking about it today, but like, what... Did did any do you enjoy any part of it or were there any things that were oh yeah the movie? Um, okay. I'll even say I like the movie overall I didn't but <laughs> spoiler alert for next episode I do not recommend I you feel watch like we it we need to incorporate that kind of question we ask if you would recommend it but I, and we we, we, we don't say did we like it yeah that's a good question like I know that we it's in our header of like what we like what we didn't like yeah maybe it kind of incidentally comes up but I feel like we need to maybe focus have, on what like, we like yeah like a second opinion type section at the end where we like. Now that we've trashed it, like to say what was good, what actually did work. For no, us I do. Best. I do think that we, we do sometimes get bogged down in the weeds. Yeah, and we don't yeah. focus on like what is the good because there is, there is good. And I mean, this might be a good alignment with our realignment with our mission, right? Because the movies we're picking are supposed to be like salvageable, so there has to be something right, right, and, yeah. And I mean, obviously that comes through in the fixes too. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, yeah. if we wanted to, we we could certainly focus more on yeah, like I, w- I wouldn't mind. The good I wouldn't mind either. I like that. Yeah, idea. no, yeah. we should. That's we'll, we'll let's so. try and remember to do this. Yeah, <laughs> well, we'll, I'm, I'm sure we'll remember it. <laughs> we're sort of doing. We have the topic today for many. We can kind of do that maybe. Um, yeah, I, I think I think this sort of ties into that. So, oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. Although it's only two of the three of us will be able to release. Yeah. Content. Well, I can I can speak to the first movie. That's true. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah. To the concept, at least. Yeah. yeah. And so here's yeah. the thing: as <laughs> you all know, yeah, yeah, yeah. as as we all know, uh, I believe next weekend, or it'll be like this coming weekend when this comes out. I think in the U.S. Wait. Isn't it this week that it comes out? Oh shit! Yeah. Yeah. So it will have come out come by out. the time this episode comes out. Yeah. Fantastic Beasts 
colon, The Secrets of Dumbledore. The Secrets of Dumbledore. The third oh. movie in the Fantastic Beast franchise. So you have, do you think anyone, anyone in the, C, in, in the C-suite at WB was like, can we just drop the Fantastic Beast part of the title? At this point, the, the movie names are, the Fantastic Beast, where to find them, Fantastic Beast, colon, colon Crimes of Grindelwald. Grindelwald. Fantastic Beast, colon, colon the, the Secrets of Dumbledore. Dumbledore. So I assume there's going to be like, the blank of blank yet again, right? The next one will be Fantastic Beast, colon, Port of Call. <laughs> 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 and when do we get like Fantastic Beast, Son of Beast? Fantastic Beast, yeah, Colin, the gradual downplaying of Newt's commander as a protagonist. <sighs> um, yeah, so th- this was an episode we kind of talked about doing this months ago, back when this movie was going to come out like last year, but then COVID obviously kept happening, kept pushing things Excuse back, etc., etc. Et so we decided to wait until the third movie in the Fantastic Beast franchise was actually going to come out, and it's finally supposedly happening. So here we are. So against all odds, this movie has been released it's out in theaters or you know will be for us shortly it's already come out overseas in london so there are already some spoilers and synopses for this movie if you want to go on wikipedia theoretically right now you could read what this is about you could find longer lengthier posts talking about the spoilers for how, this movie how are the reviews looking have you seen um like better 50, yeah it's better than the last movie not as good as the first movie so like okay. yeah an improvement <laughs> But only because the outing in the second time around was, was so dire that like anything, yeah. like you anything know, was you got it. Yeah, you, there was nowhere to go but up. At there this was point. intervenement of intervenement. That's not a word. Uh, intervention. Another screenwriter. Yeah. Intervention yeah. So so, so while the first two movies were solely attributed to J.K. Rowling. Right, she wrote a screenplay, which she had never done before for the first movie. She did it for the second movie. This one is credited to J.K. Rowling and Stephen Cloves, who is the screenwriter who did seven of the eight Harry Potter movies. Oh, okay. That's a sensible choice. Right. In, I, I agree context. it's a sensible choice. Probably something that should have been happening from the get-go. I do think... So I will say, just like just launch into this real quick. Um, I, I think the screenplay for the first movie is not bad. I think it reads like a first screenplay from someone who had never written a screenplay yeah. before. There are things that are like... A little amateur hour in it but i think by and large it works pretty well as a screenplay mm-hmm. the second one reads like a screenplay from someone who's never written anything before ever <laughs> like it's literally it's 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 just so comically inept that like you you can't watch that movie and think like this is the same person who like wrote the harry potter books or wrote like and the first and, movie yeah, and like right and so we've got to like you got to get the bag out but like this is jk rowling right who's like determined who's like determined to die on a hill of being a turf at this point and to burn every last scrap right of and it's she like she's left. like she's just like determined to be like the world's shittiest well, person so like i would i say that but like i feel like she's tried to like just not talk about like she definitely still feels that way oh but, yeah but i mean but i, I that's not true like, this past international women's day she went all day about it right but i mean she's definitely shut up as part of like the press for this yeah. movie oh yeah like she's not saying shit she's now that not this willing actually to like out. actually burn right. her fame to the ground it, yeah and i believe say. like i be- and i know that it's it's not out of like a position of like I'm reconsidering my lease. It's like this is bad for me to, yes. to like not shut up about this. I have to shut up a little bit about this. Or maybe even yeah, for all I know, saying, right? Yeah. Maybe even Warner Brothers is like, there's a gag order on you for like the next three weeks. <laughs> Don't tweet anything once the movie's been out for a while. Then you can fine. Do whatever dumbass <laughs> shit you want to do again. Like just I, keep talking about men getting into women's bathrooms again. And I mean, so like, look, we're, we're not here like as part of this. We're not here to like go into that too much. Like we can all say from the get go, these are terrible beliefs. She's a terrible person, and like you, you can't condone any of this. Like we want to talk about these movies because like we can. We viewed the first two in a bubble when they came out, sort mm-hmm. of Lee and I. Like we, you know, mm-hmm. we at the time I think maybe she had. 
done that one thing where like she favorited and unfavorited a tweet, which is kind of like okay, like she I, there was some point where she favorited like some like turfy tweet and then like yes. had unfavored it and her her publicist was like it was a senior moment. It's right. kind of like well I don't know that it is, and but then it just okay. kept happening. Right, then it's kind of like but okay maybe it was, and then it just sort of like escalated from there. So like. It is impossible to view this these movies now without that weighing on your consciousness. However, we are going to try and sort of like not deal with that aspect well, because I, will I think say, listen, yeah, I, I'm not going without going into <clears throat> details. I didn't give money to anyone to watch these movies, right? I mean, and so again, like what I'm trying to basically just say though is like I don't want the conversation to be all about this. There are other people who are smarter than we are who know more about this than we are who can talk about this more. You know, like there are trans people who will talk about this more intelligently and more personally than we will. So like I don't. Want this to be like the focus of the conversation, yeah. but I think it has to be put out there. This movie is bad enough on its own merits, right? Without exactly, <laughs> exactly. Politics and the, right. Uh, so that being said, so to reiterate, as we have said, we Chris, you sort of mentioned it. Lee, you and I saw this movie. We yeah. saw it in theaters. The second one. The second one. We all saw the first one. Mm-hmm. I saw it with Lee. Yeah, you guys saw it together. Mm-hmm. I did not see. it We with saw you. it together, and I'm pretty sure it was at the the theater in Reading. And if I if my memory is correct. We both kind of went in with, like, almost null expectations. Yeah. Because, at least in my mind, I was like, well... I saw, like, pictures in, like, EW, and I was mm. like... Cool. Cool coat. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, and, like, I, I know basically there, it. there was, like, this air around that time of, like, like uh, Harry Potter fans of, like, oh, like, is this going to give me the same... And, like, I kind of... Like, that was never a concern for me. Like, I mean, I liked Harry Potter, but I didn't, like, hold it in this, like, regard to the point where I was, like, yeah. this has got to reach that this, standard. For me, meanwhile, this was, like, a finally for me. Yeah. Because, like, I never... I By the time Harry Potter had come out, for me, I was done reading about kids, okay? <laughs> I didn't yeah. want to read about 11-year-olds going to boarding school and right. learn magic. I was like, I'm done with this. I'm, I'm, I'm older than this. I'm, at this point, I'm probably reading, like, fucking a Stephen King novel a week. Like, I'm, I'm, out, I'm, not, I'm out of this stuff. And the fantasy stuff that I'm reading is, is just very different to Harry Potter. And so I, I, it always bothered me that Harry Potter was just about kids. I was like, I just don't care about kids. And I was kind of annoyed that everyone else was obsessed with it. But now you're getting a Harry Potter product that's has adult protagonists. Yeah, it was, right. like, a very different... And also, it's like... It's a period piece, which I think is kind yeah, of neat. Me too, I was also into that. This was, like, sort of before, too. Like, before I could really articulate what setting I liked, this is, like, the perfect... Like, now, it's more prominent. Like, Gaslamp fantasy is, like, a more mm-hmm. common thing. Um, granted, a lot of the authors in the field are writing, like, kind of semi-trushy stuff, which I'm mostly on board with. Um, but it's that kind of like Edwardian era magic setting is like my favorite setting. Yeah. We got that. I also just want to say like, I was so pleasantly surprised in the first movie. Um, the way that Newt, the character is written, but especially how he's performed by Eddie Redmayne is such a different take on a male lead that I don't, I just wasn't used to seeing. And it was so cool to see that happen. Yeah. And I kind of feel like there was a similar thing going on. With, like, the casting of uh, his love interest. And I guess she's sort of, like, second lead, Tina. Oh, yeah, yeah. She has a pretty Um, strong part. I found also how she was written and performed and even her look to be different from what I would have expected. I mean, I'm going to, like, say that for the most part, I think everyone in the first movie, almost everyone in the first movie is well cast. Very. Aside from, you know, Johnny Depp showing up as Grindelwald. But you've got, like, you've got, you know, Colin Farrell playing kind of like a shady villain. like so good and so hot. And he looks so hot. (laughs) And, like, um, I cannot remember the name of the actress who plays Queenie. Oh, uh, uh, not an actress, actually. 
actually. Right, because she was Alice a singer. Sudol. Uh, yes, because she was a pr- predominantly a singer, mm-hmm. and this was like her first Feist? acting role. I think she was a singer of Feist. Okay. But she's really good in it. I think she like oh, she was a really endearing character. And you've also got um oh god who who plays uh Jacob? I don't know. Oh, it's it's not Josh. He's Gad. a theater guy. It's not it's Josh. Not Gad. Josh. It's yeah. not Josh. Gad. He did well, that stupid pin or um uh, ping pong movie years ago. Yeah, he did Spelling Bee. I'm completely Dan blanking on Folger. Dan Folger. Yeah. Folger. Fo- Fogler. 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 It's something like that. yeah. <laughs> you mean he's not the heir to the Folgers? No, no, just the one, just Folger, <laughs> the one. Um. I like he, he again like yeah like you had said like for he was showing up in I knew him because I saw him on Broadway in Spelling Bee and so he was which he was like very funny and likable in but then he seemed like he was starring in movies where he was basically like well we can't get Jack Black so what if we right. got like this guy to which be is, like a fat guy who like makes faces right. as he's hit the crotch which was my only association right. with him so when he's playing Jacob in that movie I'm like oh, are we getting he's like a, such a cinnamon role in that movie yeah he, and, he's like yeah he's just like he's just like a very like sweet nice person it's just like great this is great together yeah yeah it's it's like every like like i said there are issues with the the original screenplay like to be sure but i think the thing that sold me on it was like these characters so it's kind of like okay if i'm going to get more of these characters as we go on then like fine you know like if the screenplays are a little lumpy and not quite as tight as they could be Mm -hmm. i'll have that to fall back on and that's okay with you know then of course came fantastic beasts colon the, the crimes, crimes of, of Grindelwald. <laughs> so, going back to what we had said, Lee, you and I saw it. Chris, you did not see it. I did not. Chris, mm-hmm. tell us what you think Fantastic <laughs> Beasts, colon, The Crimes of Grindelwald is about. So, I will I will say, I, I, have, I have not seen this movie. I have not read plot synopses. Um, I've gotten little snatches here and there of details. Mm-hmm. I think just from having observed you two talk I haven't about it before. myself at all. Yeah, I didn't I really <laughs> Well, I just looked away from a lot of that yeah, today yeah. and yesterday as well. Um, but I guess I'll just say what I know, and then I'll I'll, I'll say how I think these pieces end up right. together. Because yeah. I don't know that I could tell you. Like, a, I mean, I'm not saying you should like tell me like order. pitch a story, okay. but just like say what you like things. Yeah, and also anything. Just name a, anything you think might happen. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Um, anything about like the characters. Yeah, yeah, like, okay. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna guess there's so. First of all, my guess is Zoe Kravitz, who's playing Lita or Lena? Lita. Lestrange. Yeah. Lita. L-E-T-A, yeah. Lita. Lita. Oh, I thought it was duh, like D. Anyway. Lita. Lita Lestrange. Right. Who was technically in the first movie? In a picture. In a photograph, yes. Was it Zoe Kravitz in the picture? Yeah. Did they make that decision later? Oh, okay. So Zoe Kravitz shows up as Lita, but I also know we meet. uh, uh, Newt's brother right. for the first time. Theseus is his name. Right? Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm going to guess he's like with the ministry and he's like an R or something. Uh, but I'm also going to guess just because it seems like an amateur hour choice to make as like a first time script writer. And mm-hmm. I don't say that as a ding on her. I would probably do the same thing because I've never written a script before. Um, but I'm assuming brother is with Lita to create just some dovetailed mm-hmm. Mm-hmm dramaticals there mm-hmm. i'm sure there's like way not way too many but i'm gonna guess there's like one or two too many scenes of like we're all in the same room together oh my god the tension we can't make <laughs> eye contact um i know i just sorry no I, just, I know i just want to say something it's like it is remarkable how bad that is. 
how yeah. very little of like a love triangle is actually yeah. in this movie. Oh, this might, you might, might think it plays right. You might think to yourself, this woman who he had a photograph of, who he was into, is dating his brother. How might yeah. this be awkward? It's not. It's not. Well, oh, okay. don't tell me anymore. It is, it's awkward. Okay. Well, yeah. It's okay. awkward in very different ways. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> awkward in a way that no sane <laughs> person would ever expect it to be. Yeah. Okay. All right. Go. Um, so there has to be some other like element that makes it awkward. If not, yeah. But like, wait, hold on. Think of the so, dumbest possible just so, element. Just so I'm clear. Yeah. <laughs> they acknowledge it's a love triangle. I mean, they don't really like, call it a no, love triangle. They, hold on. I guess what I'll say is, it. yeah. It's it's like in the first movie. Are they not dating? No. Lita like, and Theseus. No, they are in the movie. Okay, yes, they are engaged. Yeah. Oh. But, like, okay. In the. We don't really get... It, like, in the first movie, it just implied that, like, Newt had some sort of, like, And feelings for this right. woman. And then, yeah, and then, then something they were happened. bad. Like, yeah. something bad happened. Right. Like, they're not together. Right. And so that's kind of all we walk into. Right. Like, you, you basically, like, you everything that you get is informed because of that. Right. You don't get anything okay. new in this movie that explores, like... I mean, you, you get scenes of them as children, which we is... We still important. have no idea how it ended. With right. Them. We don't know how it ended. We don't know, like, why she didn't get with him in the first place. We don't know why he didn't get with her, and why is she dating his brother? Like, we is she just dating him because, like, she can't have him, ergo should go for the brother? Like, yeah. I don't know. Well, I can tell you why that narrative choice was probably made. Because um, they're like, oh, this is such a natural place to inject tension, or whatever. Right. Uh, but it's something like that. But again, it doesn't, it doesn't happen. happen. Um, okay. Um, I'm, I, I know there's something with, like, Grindelwald out there trying to organize his Death Eaters. Um, he doesn't have Death Eaters. They're not called, I mean, yeah, they're just his followers. Death I don't know. Death Eaters are more. Oh, are they, like, yeah. proto-Death Eaters? I mean, just like, they're just, like, his guys, his boys, oh, okay. his lads. I mean, they are right. kind his, of his, his Grindel lads. Are they... So my guess was they're aesthetically at least styled as Nazis. Uh, not, well, you don't really see that many of them to be, I mean, like, no, they, they don't the look end. like distinctive, yeah. but like, they don't have like costumes. His people similarly to Voldemort are, uh, we wizard should, supremacists. Yeah. Wizard yeah. supremacists. We should rule the world. I see. Yeah. And his big thing, which is like known to canon previously, I believe is that he wants to end the statute of secrecy. Number one. Yeah. And then number two, wizards rule the world because okay. we're better than humans. Yeah. It's, he's basically Magneto. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe without um, having that trauma come right, without, from like, the Right, without the tragic backstory. <laughs> yeah, without just kind of being a psychopath. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I'm also going to guess that prosthetics are still goofy as hell on Johnny Depp because they, he made him look like a fucking walrus at the end of that last movie. Yeah, well, there's like a number of um He's got a weird eye. Yeah. Oh, right, because he was looking like Colin Farrell that whole time. Yeah, right. and he gets like a haircut and a makeover at some point. But yeah. yeah. Like he's got like a... He's got like an old man haircut like in the beginning. Yeah, he's got like bleached skin. Right, I remember like that. White. Right, like one of his eyes looks like it's like... it's Milked what's, over. What's, what's it what's called? Like, like inverted. The, Right, yeah, I was, it's like the um, heterochromia or something. Where like one's it's heterochromia, color, but, but like, like the one that's off is it's like, like black white. and then white in the yeah. middle. Almost. Yeah, it's weird. It's bizarre. That's a creepy choice. Kind of like I mean, it is, but it's also like Johnny Depp's grab bag of like oh, yeah. goofy character yeah. traits, right? Do you think they were just like Johnny? Great news! We're gonna let you choose yeah. all your <laughs> all your pieces today. I'm gonna put a starfish on my head. That's <laughs> <laughs> white. Can you cut my fingers off? Yeah. Actually, cut them off, please. <laughs> Um, okay, I'm also going to guess that we get a few check-in scenes with Jacob and that maybe Queenie feels bummed they can't really continue their relationship, but my assumption is she, like, maybe goes and just pretends to be a muggle sometimes and just, like, hangs out with him so they can, like, still have a, like, mm -hmm. a thing, even if he doesn't necessarily recognize mm -hmm. or remember okay. everything that happened in the first movie. Um, I remember from just kind of picking it up from you two that 
some way, somehow, Queenie falls in with <laughs> the wizard supremacists. Yes. Um, I have to imagine the reason is not great, but uh, not. I guess we'll get to that. <laughs> um, I, I'm guessing, and this is also where we meet Jude Law Dumbledore for the first time, right? right? Yes. Yeah. Um, how, do you think, what do you think he, how do you think he found Yeah, what, what, what do you think he's doing here? What's he doing? What, what's Dumbledore doing bumming around here? I mean, so at this point, he's not the headmaster of Hogwarts, right? right? He's a he's, teacher in right. Hogwarts. But he's not teaching the subject. But he's not he, teaching the thing that he said he was teaching. teaching. Yes. He's teaching something else now for some reason. I mean, I'm assuming they split Newt and Tina up some way, somehow. Although I imagine they have to get back together at some point to, like, by the third act to try to, like, take it to... Yeah. Do you have any wild steps about, like, what the central crux? Yeah, like, what's, what's, what, what do you think this so, is all about? I, this is something I've been thinking about just when I've had free time today. Mm-hmm. Um... Because I knew that I would have to come up with something, right? But there's so many disparate elements that I was considering. I truly don't know which one of those, or how they combine, is the central conflict. Maybe Queenie and even Lita, or maybe even the brother, have varying degrees of, like, pro-Grindelwald, like, sympathies. And that maybe the central conflict is in, A, a sense of betrayal around that, and B... You know, uh, essentially like a political conflict mm-hmm. um, between like wizard supremacy and I guess like not wizard supremacy, just, uh, just like the continuation the of the, <laughs> the yeah. status quo. Same old, same old. Yeah. yeah. Which is, it's, it's funny to root for the status quo in any situation, yeah. but um, um, I'm, oh, I'm also going to guess there's some kind of like triumph of the will reference with like a speech that Grindelwald makes. Um, sort. I mean, there is a speech. Yeah. I don't know if I would say it's overtly triumph of the will. It's. Do you know what I mean? Though, weird, like yeah. the Daenerys in the black leather moment. Or it's considerably <laughs> yeah. goofier than that. Oh, okay. <laughs> it is a it is a thing though. It yeah. Is, there is a speech. Uh, there is like a rally essentially. Right. That you get to see Grindelwald do his like thing. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. So Doesn't let me sell just. Me, but... Oh, last person yeah. I need to check in on. Yeah. Um, my guess is that Credence is around mm-hmm. and is maybe, but maybe somewhat of a dark horse, but is maybe lightly aligned with Grindelwald, but not necessarily fully on his team. Like maybe okay. there's some conflict there, but he's like attracted to Grindelwald's just like evil or mm-hmm. something. Okay. So in any of these, how close was I? Well, <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I think in terms of broad character beats your your a, a lot of your a lot of your suggestions are pretty good suggestions yeah <laughs> would have made a lot of sense i will say like yeah it's a would have been the idea of queenie pretending to be a bug once you get to know jacob that would have made sense i a lot of wait, like so do they not well okay. i'll tell you in a moment okay yeah oh, go ahead. sorry yeah. do you want me I, just I, do you want me I, just read it no or what well what were you gonna say yeah then? uh well no i was i mean i wasn't gonna say yeah i we would read the synopsis yeah. i will say that like a lot of your you didn't have a lot of specifics but uh a lot of, I feel like yeah it's, it's it's interesting to hear from someone who hasn't seen it at all I, like what it might be about and be so off of like what actually about, yeah yeah I mean just like it's one of those things like if you, if you watch the first movie and you make things like about you, the it's second like, this is what it's like it's like right like these things should happen right yeah, and it's like well they should pick off um, these threads <laughs> I guess the only other thing I was wondering about again this was a this was a thought I had that was more informed than the idea of just sort of like Mm-hmm. Amateur screenwriter making kind of like one on one level decisions in terms of like narrative and story. Um, I'm just going to assume that one of the female characters, I'm leaning Lita, had some sort of like 
sexual assault or like terrible <laughs> okay. sexual violence all right. happened yeah. to her. All right, yeah, all right. we're we're getting somewhere. All right, all right. Oh, really? Can well, you want me to read it? Yeah, go I ahead, read it. it. Okay. Yeah. Right. You have it on Wikipedia. Uh, yeah. Okay. Do. Go for it. All right. In 1927. <laughs> oh, wow. This is 1927? I know, this so is 1927. The next movie's 10 years old. I know, is that fucking insane? 10 years past. Hold up, hold up, hold up. So if Jacob is a World War I veteran like, in the first movie, yeah. Yeah. how many years are we out from World War I? Uh, a lot. Yeah. I, no, no, I just mean in the first movie. Well, no, I don't know. I, I think the first movie was like a shorter, There, it's like a, it's like a Maybe year difference two, between yeah. the first and the second, I think. Oh, yeah. Because, well, it has to be because Grind- we have with Grindelwald in prison. You could be a pretty young little girl. They were still yeah. a lot of kids. That's true. Yeah. On, so okay. like he, yeah. I, I, I he's like put, in his 30s. Yeah, he's probably in his 30s, which means he's probably pushing 40 by the time yeah. the next movie comes out. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, so these people are aging. And, yeah. And he ages faster. Yes. Because wizards age Because, right, wizards have slowing ages. That's that sounds very much like a movie studio decision. Do you well, know? No, what well, no, no, that's because the they said case. like originally Dumbledore was like 150 or something when he died. Yeah, so like, wow, it's wow. always I totally forgot. Yeah, it's always that. been a thing that like wizards have a longer lifespan. Yeah. So, okay. Anyway, anyway, it's 1927. Yes. Uh, the Magical Congress of the United States of America, Makuza, as we all know it. <laughs> we all know and love. <laughs> that's what they call that's it. That's called Makuza. Um, transfers the dark wizard Gellert Grindelwald to Europe to stand trial, but Grindelwald escapes. That's end of. Yep, that's all you get for that stuff. We'll um, go into that in a moment. Three months later, in London, Newt Scamander visits the Ministry of Magic to appeal his international travel ban. Which, by the way, I love. I'm already loving the sort of like Star Wars prequel politics. We're I know, here. right? Um, right, it's like <laughs> join him as he goes to the DMV. Right. <laughs> Yeah. Wait, was he, was that having to do with just his... It has something to do with the, the first the, movie, because right? Because he basically fucked up New York with fundamental Magical yes. Oh, okay, that makes sense. You might also, I think you might also ask yourself hearing this, will this come back in some meaningful way? No, it won't. Uh, oh, great. He, he's appealing as an astronaut, and he runs into Lidl Lestrange, his Hogwarts classmate, and the fiancé of his Aura brother, Theseus. So there you go. Um, the Ministry agrees to grant Newt's request if he helps Theseus locate Credence Barebone, who is still alive in Paris. But Newt declines after learning he must work with ruthless bounty hunter Gunnar Grimson. These names. Um, Albus Dumbledore revealed to have... This is the most insane thing that I forgot about yeah. I watched last night. <laughs> Albus Dumbledore revealed to have indirectly but intentionally sent Newt to New York. Right. Uh, asks Newt to find Credence, believing Credence is Lita's long-lost half-brother Corvus Lestrange V. What?! Newt is visited by his American friends Queenie Goldstein and Jacob Kowalski, a muggle, who has regained his memories erased the previous year. For real. Newt is disappointed to learn that Queenie's... Disappointed to learn. <laughs> that Queenie's sister Tina Goldstein is seeing someone after mistakenly believing Newt and Lita were engaged. Uh, he deduces from Jacob's strange behavior that Queenie enchanted him into eloping to circumvent Makuza's ban on marriage between wizards and non-magical people. After Newt lifts the enchantment, Jacob refuses to marry Queenie, fearing the consequences she would face. Queenie leaves to find Tina, who is looking for Credence in Paris, followed by Newt and Jacob. In Paris, Credence escapes the Circus Arcanus with uh, captive performer Nagini. Jesus, I forgot about yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. So I, we I didn't even mention Nagini. Yeah, we didn't I, get to Nagini. I am so sorry I didn't mention it before, but that is something I knew about just from like media coverage at the time, where they yeah. were like, "I'm sorry, why did Nagini need to be an Asian yeah. woman who just <laughs> Nagini's a woman who will eventually be trapped as a snake? snake. Yeah. Which doesn't that mean that Neville essentially just kills murdered, a woman? Yeah, a woman. Yeah, pretty much. Who, if you were, if you who were, through no power of her own, really, and then became a snake, are you still a woman? 
That's true. Do you, it's do a real, you become a snake? Does she, a does she lose of, her soul? It's a real yeah. ship of Theseus. Yeah. <laughs> it's a real ship of Neutron. <laughs> 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 uh, right. Oh. Uh, all right. So yeah, Captain Performer Nagini, a maledictus cursed to turn permanently into a snake, uh, but not yet. It's not clear. Wait, uh, what's a maledictus? It's something they made. I mean, it's it, it might have been a thing that was before, but it was just the idea that like every night she turns into a snake. And I think she can also do it like by she free will. something. I right. Because like in the circus, you see her like just turn into a snake like of her own accord. Yeah. But the idea is that like it's a curse that will eventually trap her as a snake. Okay. Yeah. Uh, searching for Credence's birth mother, they locate half-elf servant Irma, du- Irma Dugard, I don't know how to pronounce that That's name, good. Um, who brought him to America for adoption. Grimson, revealed to be a follower of Grindelwald, kills Irma. Shocker. Is, by the way, the guy who was supposed to be hunting Grimson. Right. Um, uh, kills Irma before she can reveal who sent her. Tina meets Yusuf Karma, um, I don't know if you even uh, knew about this person, uh, who is also hunting Credence. Uh, Newt and Jacob follow Yusuf to Tina only to find her being held hostage. Yusuf imprisons them as well, explaining he made an unbreakable vow to kill his half-brother, whom he believes to be Credence. Unable to find Tina... Wait, hold up, hold up. So a separate person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A third party. A third party. Credence to be his half-brother. Right, yes. But still, but I want to be... Let's be... Let's clear this up now. He also thinks his Corvus Lestrange... He yes. thinks Corvus Lestrange is his half-brother. Got it. Right. Okay. Well, I, well, I, I, he, knows. he knows Corvus Lestrange yes. is his half-brother. He thinks Credence is Corvus, Corvus. Lestrange, yes. who is presumed so to be dead. Everyone in this movie, pretty pretty much so far that we've talked about, thinks that Credence, Credence is, is Corvus. Right. Yes. Um, yeah, so unable to find Tina, a distraught Queenie is brought to Grindelwald, knowing Queenie's abilities. Uh, he no, Knowing Queenie's abilities, he allows her to leave while manipulating her into joining him through her desire to marry Jacob. Um, Wait, that's it? Yeah, I mean, honest well, to God. More, she yeah. signs on for fascism just she's so she not, can marry Jacob? She's technically not on board yet. Yeah, okay. yeah. She's just like, like, they're they're taunting her with like the idea of like, but wouldn't it be nice yeah. if you could marry him? She like wanders in off the street and has tea with him and he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. He's like, <laughs> nice wizards and then she yeah. leaves. Yeah, and she's like, well, good ideas. Talk to you later. Just, yeah. is, does Greenwald like mumble a lot? <laughs> it's it's, 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 it's out of his voice. Right, just Johnny Depp's like mumbly sort of like. Friends, wizards. Yeah, like, like, yeah. Just like imagine Johnny Depp sleepwalking love, through a role. I love it's that we that. led with her nose as she said that. Yeah, yeah. yeah you gotta speak like, from the back. You also, like, your, your emotion never rises above, yeah, like, yeah. one. You have to keep it, like, there the entire time. It's really remarkable to play a character who's supposed to win people with your charisma and talk like a sleep. Right, the whole thing with her always about, like, oh, like, the silver tongue of Grindelwald. Yeah. Like, he's so captivating. And it's like, just this bum? Also, yeah, just, yeah. like, from a meta perspective, like, these are the acting choices you hire Johnny Depp to make? Yeah. Yep. Anyway, um, Newt and Tina infiltrate the French Ministry of Magic for documents to confirm Credence's identity, but are discovered by Lita and Theseus. Tina and Newt reconcile after he explains he was never engaged to Lita. Okay, I guess uh, that was easily undone. Their search leads them to the Lestrange family tomb where they find Yusuf confronting Credence and Nagini. Yusuf reveals... They find, oh, Yusuf yeah. confronting yeah, yeah, yeah. them. Uh, Yusuf uh, reveals that he is carrying out his father Mustafa's request to avenge his mother Lorena. She was kidnapped by Corvus Lestrange IV using the Imperious Curse and died giving birth to Lita, Yusuf's half-sister. Corvus IV got remarried and had Corvus V. He sent Corvus V to America for adoption to keep him safe after discovering Yusuf's revenge plot. Lita reveals that she unintentionally caused Corvus V's death. What? Sailing to America, Lita, unable to stand his constant crying, switched her baby brother with another infant, Credence. The ship sank and Corvus drowned. 
<laughs> Wait, so is this the insane thing? Yes. Yeah. This is the thing that I literally, I could not explain the to you. The names and the babies straight yeah. ahead. Yeah. The phone. They're playing, now. they're basically playing like the shell game with babies this, at this point. This, yeah, well, truly. But I'm also just, again, from a writer's perspective, this is so too complicated. Right. I mean, it, it's complicated just for the sake of being convoluted. Yeah. Right. Like, all right, we got a couple more paragraphs yeah. here. Uh, the group follow a trail to a rally for Grindelwald's followers where Queenie is among the attendees and Jacob is looking for her. Grindelwald shows a vision of a future global war and rails against the laws prohibiting them from preventing such a tragedy. As Theseus and the Aurors surround the rally, Grindelwald prompts his followers to spread his message across Europe and conjures a ring of blue fire that kills the retreating Aurors that, and that only his most loyal followers can safely cross. Queenie and Credence cross the fire despite Jacob's and Negini's protests, while Lita sacrifices herself so the others can escape. How? Um, it's very dumb. Don't worry. Sort of she like just kind of like attacks. Yeah. yeah, Grindelwald, and he, he kills, kills her. her. Yeah. yeah, it's dumb. So, what was the purpose of this? Cure? Look, don't worry about it. As Grindelwald <laughs> and his followers depart, the remaining wizards and immortal alchemist Nicholas Flamel extinguish the fire. Newt chooses to join the fight against Grindelwald. At Hogwarts, Newt presents Dumbledore with a vial stolen from Grindelwald by Newt Sniffler, uh, containing a there the little uh, right, the, a little like platypus yeah, right. kind of echidna thing. Yeah, um, that was like such a cutie in the first movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he, which he's now fully trained into, which is adorable yeah. by the way. Yeah. Things that work. It's like a little, it's like a little. It was bloodhound. so cute that he was like a little pickpocket. Yeah, yeah. I loved that. And he like, oh, I'll, we'll go over the good yeah. stuff at some point. Yeah, um, yeah. He steals this vial containing a blood packed Grindelwald and Dumbledore made in their youth that prevents them from dueling each other. Dumbledore believes it can be destroyed. At Nurmengard Castle, his Austrian base, Grindelwald presents Credence with a wand and reveals Credence's true identity, Aurelius Dumbledore, um, which in that movie is said to be Dumbledore. They say explicitly Albus's brother. What? Yeah. Wait, hold on. The so movie, then, yeah, the Albus's brother as a baby. No, no, no. No. This is the lie. The, what? This sentence, the last sentence of the synopsis says, the movie ends, leaving the question of how Credence is related to the Dumbledore family. Right, no, it doesn't, no, because the movie explicitly says it's his brother, which is... Yeah. Com- Cannot happen, like, again, based off of the own timeline, just based on the fact that, like, supposedly Dumbledore's father was, like, in Azkaban and had died, and so, like, he could not have fathered a child that young. And then also, so if, if Credence... But they, re- they retconned it as yeah, well. Yeah, in the third movie, it apparently gets retconned yet again. And Credence what? is, Credence is he's Dumbledore's Dumbledore brother's nephew. illegitimate child. Yeah, so it's his Dumbledore's nephew. Yeah. I'm making the jack-off Chris is with my throwing hands. dice or something. Yeah. It's a very crass gesture. Yeah. Yes. It is, but it's... Quite so sick. Quite such Such so here's, here's, I think, a couple of things that this synopsis glosses over that should be explained in greater detail. Number one, okay. Grindelwald escapes. Here's what happens. Grindelwald is in prison, okay? The Ministry of Magic shows up at Makuza, and they're like, we got to transport him back to Europe so he can stand trial. And President of Makuza is like, you don't need to do that. He can stay here. It's fine. Like, no, 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 no. We're going to take him out. You see that, like, Grindelwald is, like, in a, like, a Hannibal Lecter-style cell <laughs> with a chupacabra sitting there in with him, like, as, like, keeping guard on him. Oh. And they're like, yeah, Grindelwald kept talking to the guards, so we had to keep changing them every day. We also cut out his tongue so that he would stop talking to people. And so they, like, Yikes. levitate Grindelwald into this flying carriage where they're going to transport him to Europe not by port key not by disapparating right not by flu powder not by any of the numerous means they have of transporting almost instantaneously from one place to another but by a flying carriage which would mean you couldn't be intercepted if you took right. this other yes. <laughs> so while they're doing that 
Abernathy, who was like, uh, he was a guy who was in the first movie who was like Tina's boss and was kind of like, he was like a oh, little shitty, yeah, yeah, but like yeah. not bad. Yeah. Like he's been standing there with them too the whole time. And then we find out that Abernathy is secretly Grindelwald and Grindelwald is Abernathy. So that like the at guy, some point, we don't right, know how. at some point weeks ago, I guess they switched places and he enchanted himself to look like Abernathy. He enchanted Abernathy to look like him. He has been free for weeks and didn't just split. Right. He decided, like, why did he wait? Until and, a jail. Right, like, would it, like, he doesn't seem to care about Abernathy. It's not like he's rescuing him as, like, a show of, like, thank you for being faithful. I know you're good now, so come with me. Because, like, he doesn't seem to care that much about him. He could have gotten away at any point. He gives so, him a snake tongue. Yeah, he does. He gives him a snake tongue, which is really weird looking. Because Abernathy was the one who got his actual yeah. tongue cut off because, like, they thought that he was oh, Grindelwald. Geez. Yeah, and now he has a snake tongue. And so that is, like, the great escape of Grindelwald. So it's done in the style of like it almost feels like like I compared it to Hannibal Lecter in Silence of the Lambs like evading police capture right. or like even like something like The Dark Knight where it's like like ooh like who's the Joker like like what do you know about this Joker guy and it's like this elaborate plan that like it's it's you know it's executed so precisely and skillfully that you as a viewer can only watch it and be like wow like mm-hmm. this is like like someone must have really masterminded this no this is this is idiocy it is like what this is they just made the escape happen through a wizard did it. I mean, and I don't mean that in terms of like, of course a wizard did it, it's Harry Potter. I just mean in terms of the easy writing solution of like, I don't know, magic happened. Well, I mean, but even then it's just like, you had an out because right. you weren't in jail for a long period of time. So, like, why didn't you just leave? Right. And also, like, we also know from Harry Potter, from in Deathly Hallows, there's a thing when they're in Gringotts called, like, the Thieves' Downfall, where they pass under and it watches off enchantments. Like, why don't you have that in your wizard prison? Right. Like, you think, like, a place where you keep people, you would want to be very sure that these are the people, you know, yeah. that you have. Like, like... A lot of people have this. Like, like Critical Role has this. Um, game, video game companies have this. You need a lore master who mm-hmm. whose job it is to helm the Wikipedia. And when you like are when you give them the screenplay, they're like, this this problem is taken care of in this book on this page. Right. Like, you have this thing that eliminates chance. But what they're also this is a world where they have um, like. Tonks is some sort of magician. She can, like, change her face. She can change her face. Right. So you know that people can change their faces. Right. And also, Grindelwald in the first movie changed his face. Yeah. He was a different guy. Yeah. Right. So Remember? Like, you know that these things exist. Why don't you have some sort of checks and balances? Exactly. Right here? Like, you're just a bunch of bubs, like, keeping people in a cage. Be like, I don't know. We think it's the right guy. It's your guy. Anyway. Also, like, there's not a spell out there that, that could have just been, like, true seeing. Like, right, I mean, that, that's what they do. Really like, Newt, that's what Newt does to Grindelwald in the first movie to, like, make his face turn back to normal. So it's like, I don't know, just cast that spell on everyone just to see what happens. Right. Like, yeah. better fact, safe than sorry? Daily, go down the yeah. cells. Face change. Face yeah. Change. Just How like, do they not have some sort of, like, anti-magic thing for some Right. Well? Like, it's just, it's, it's just literally insane. And it attempts to be, like, he's such a criminal mastermind. Right. Look at what he organized. It's like... Did you know? Like, you're all yeah. just a bunch of idiots. What else? Anything looks genius. What else got left out? So, well, nothing got, I don't think this got left out, but I want to stress that what they cover here is like, they're, now they're not retconning per se, but they're sort of like reframing the first movie as yes. like Dumbledore's masterminded plot. Right. Where he wanted Newt to go to New York specifically because he knew about. This obscure. I don't know what he thought he. Meant. I, I don't remember either, but I know that he knew about like, the obscurus. Well, yeah, the obscurus. Yeah. the thing. The obscurial is like the main focus of. It is the MacGuffin. Credence yeah. is like the MacGuffin. Yeah. Everyone wants Credence. Yeah. Uh, Percy. What's his nuts? Percival Graves. Percival Graves slash Grindelwald wanted him in the first movie again because uh, he's like 
powerful. A source of power. Right. Yeah, like, it's like an interesting thing that exists, this obscurial that is, like, older and seems to not be falling apart with the seams and can maybe control his power. Um, and that's kind of like Renoir wants him in the, fir- in the second movie. Everyone else sees him as, like, a, a threat. Like, all the rest of the wizards are like, well, we just need to kill Credence before he can become a weapon. And Dumbledore has, like, a special... I don't think we've really covered it yet, but like <laughs> out of can out of the movies, I think they've confirmed that his daughter, not his daughter, his, his sister. sister is an obscurial as well. Okay. Um, so he has like a, his own personal reasons for being interested in Credence, but also he believes that uh, Credence could be like saved or cured of his obscurial form if he had like a healthy, loving environment around him or something like that. Power of love, baby, every book. Yeah. That's so what that's it all went to. Specifically why he like engineered Newt to go to New York in the first place <sighs> right. and why he's recruiting Newt to go after Credence in Paris because he thinks that like he's, that's the best chance this kid has. Right. Newt. I think it would have been more interesting. I like it better if he's in New York for one reason and then gets kind of pulled Well, the idea, the, the thing is... That is what happens still, because what Dumbledore told Newt is that there is, it's very, this is like such like 5D chess thing, where it's like, Newt, Dumbledore told Newt, hey, there's this Thunderbird that is being auctioned off in the Sudan or wherever yeah. it was, um, and I know that you, you just wait, I thought you might care about that, because you care about animals, and so Newt does this, and he, Dumbledore like knew that Newt would have to go to New York to dispense of the Thunderbird, right? Like, via you'd have to go to Arizona via New York or something yeah and so that's that's it that's all Dumbledore did he didn't like do anything else to make him run into Credence he just sent him to New York City under right. the pretense of this put this bird back where it belongs yeah yeah wow and so that is still essentially what the first movie is about just Newt going to get the Slenderbird free and then getting wrapped up in the plot but it's it was all the plan right it was all Dumbledore's needlessly circuitous plan all yeah. along <laughs> yeah yeah this like insane pileup of gambits that he took. Yeah, and, um, and, and now it's like, yeah, it's this sort of cloak and dagger thing. Right, and it becomes know. like the, the whole thing then basically just sort of, we sure focus really away from Newt a lot in this movie in terms of being a protagonist to being more about Dumbledore and like his weird blood packed magic with Grindelwald that means that he can't fight him. Yeah, I think Dumbledore. I mean, I, I don't. It, it, Jude Law is great. And I no, I think really I, I think Jude Law is a very good um, Dumbledore. But the appearance of him in this movie steals the spotlight, and it's like everyone's talking about it. Over like it basically yeah. it like becomes a Dumbledore movie. It's, and much. it's bizarre yeah. because is he like he is he's in it a fair I amount. Feel like but, not like I mean, Newt is unquestionably the, in yeah. it more, but like. What's what is Newt doing? Like what? Like what drives he's, Newt? Like how does Newt change? Newt's not driving. I can't really tell you. It's yeah. like Dumbledore. Yeah. But also, like whenever it, you have scenes in, with or about Dumbledore, it's like everyone's talking about him, and it's yeah. like the auras go to Hogwarts. He's ostensibly just the teacher, right? And yeah, everyone is like, we know that you're more than a like. You've got right, like, network you, of you, spies sir, and like, you've got it. Yeah, he really is like some like some sort of Sherlock Holmes figure where everyone assumes that he's got this like massive network going on. Is it because maybe he does? I yeah. Know. Well, I what here's my question when I hear that is. Is it written that way because J.K. Rowling knows who he is in the future? Do you know what I mean? Like, well, I mean, she couldn't divorce that weight from. I mean, the thing the of it was, so like, we always. Character. I mean, well, we always knew that he fights Grindelwald. Like that was a thing that we knew happened because they had mentioned that offhandedly in the mm-hmm. first Harry Potter book. And so it's like we know that he's going to play a part in this, regardless. So I don't think it's necessarily that like J.K. Rowling can't detach the idea of this guy who's a teacher from the Dumbledore we all know and love later on. I think it's just that she's really inelegantly trying to like 
change what this like so here's the thing again like we talked about the idea that like going into the first fantastic piece movie we didn't really know it was like a secret wizard war movie we like no. uh, we just sort of assumed it was going to be about this guy he loves his beast he's going to have an adventure where something happens in new york great that's all we got and then it turns out like no actually it's like basically a stealth backdoor pilot into like the dumbledore grindelwald <laughs> and so like that's what this truly is this is just like her kind of like inelegantly dumping dumbledore front yeah. and center it's such an odd choice, you know, if this was the plan, in somehow Fantastic Beasts being, like, the the only other written property to, to, I guess, like, launch it off of, it's a weird one to pick, because you could have just done the Voldemort. Right, you could have just right? done Dumbledore. Like, just yeah. be, like, the young Dumbledore movie. Like, yeah. that's fine. Yeah, like, like that's, I don't know why you felt like you needed to start right. with it. I mean, I, mean, I like that we well, did get that. And I just do, and like, I think the thing is also, like, you could still have, like, the character of Newt Scamander, like, play a role in this, you know? Right, like, yeah. he, like, maybe he's not the protagonist, because it seems like you don't know what to do with him, really. But, like, <laughs> he could have still been, like, Dumbledore, like, Dumbledore could have, like, a network of trusted allies, and he could be, like, one of those guys, you know? And, like, that's yeah. fine. I kind of wonder I wondered this at the end of the first movie, and I've continuously wondered this on and off since, which was, like, I think maybe she set out to really just adapt the Fantastic Beasts, and that somewhere along the way, either her or Warner Brothers or someone around her was like, wouldn't this be more interesting if you started pulling in all this crazy Wizard War stuff? And she's like, you know what? Yeah, it would be. I'm not going to change anything about the, like, first three quarters of the script, but I'm, I'm going to make it about that now. I don't know. I, I, it is truly like creativity unhinged. Yeah. I mean, that's, I think that's truly, it's just sort of like the raging it of creativity is yeah. what you have here. It's just that no one's going to ever tell you, don't do this. This doesn't make sense. Why are you doing problem. this? You're too big. Right. Yeah, exactly. Too big to fail. And so it, it's just, I, I, I think it's stemming from that, really. The one thing I had kind of wanted to throw in that was kind of glossed over, well, two things, I suppose. One is the Queenie and Jacob. The other is the uh, Newton Tina. So for Queenie and Jacob, so disappointed the thing that happened the, about movie. his memories makes no fucking sense where like he comes back and newt's like uh how do you remember me exactly and jacob's like oh it turns out that that only took away bad memories related to the event but like my memories of you were good memories it's sort of like well that feels like it's like an issue then because like other people surely will have good memories that kind of correspond to this happening and they'll be they'll be like uh, right she's like i remember kissing my girlfriend by the subway like she's so pretty and all of a sudden an enormous like cloud flew out and tried to like attack everyone that was weird wasn't i don't remember anything that happened after that but i do remember kissing her and this like thing showed up so like that feels like you got yourself a problem here you have to clean up no it felt like very much we don't want to deal with uh, Jacob's memory loss, so we're just gonna wave it away. Right, right, yeah. And so, and I mean, it truly feels like now, especially when you see the trailers for the third movie, where it, Dumbledore's like, here, Jacob, have a magic wand, where it's just sort of like, why is this character a muggle anyway at this point? How like, is he gonna be able to cast a spell? You can always, my understanding is that if you have a wand, you can always do magic. You're just, like, not gonna be very good at it, you know? Uh, like, you just, and like... And you won't have control over Right, and so it's just sort of, but again, like, why would you give him that if that's the case, right. too, anyway? But anyway, so it just sort of becomes this thing of, like, it was potentially interesting to throw a muggle into this, like someone who is not part of this world, but like presumably has something to offer them as like a f- part of their friend group, you know? But now it's just sort of like, well, the plot really kind of demands that it's just wizards. So like, I guess you can tag along, but we're going to have to really bend over backwards to try and make it make sense that you're here. Yeah. 
Also, again, the fact that, like, Queenie put a love enchantment on him, it's like, like again, like, no, that's gross. And we never deal with the fact that, like, that's gross right off the bat, you know? Like, he's just sort of immediately like, oh, like, oh, but Queenie's so sad that she can't marry him. So, like, of course she enchanted him. It's like, no, don't do that. That's nasty. It's not the same thing as the Imperius Curse, where it's, like, a woman creepily walking out, ignoring her son. Right, right. We see that in the flashback, where she's Imperius, where the where Yusuf's mother has been imperious cursed. Yeah. And he's like standing at the bottom of the stairs be like, mom, mom. And she's just like leaving the house, like ignoring him. Yeah. This is like, uh, Jacob acts like super drunk. He's drunk. Yeah. Right. He's like giggly and giddy. Like, <laughs> yeah. Right. He's, and so the other thing then with Newt and Tina, this whole misunderstanding comes from the fact that there is an issue of the daily prophet that goes out that incorrectly states that newt is marrying leda instead of theseus and there's a picture accompanying it of like both newt and theseus with leda and so (laughs) three of them right naturally the picture has to be all three of them otherwise this wouldn't make sense and so tina reads this misprint and is like he fucking left me for this woman in the picture. Doesn't write to him and is like, hey, this is weird. Like, I know right. we sort of left it, like, in a weird place. Like, we didn't, I know we weren't, like, well, committed. corresponding for, like, a right. while. They right, right. Established that they've been writing like Right, and so, like, you think of the really she'd be like, look, I don't want to come off as clingy or weird, but, like, I read this. Is this at all true? And then Nuke could be like, no, that's not true. Let me explain to you what happened. It was a typo. At no point does either one of them think to, like, tell the other person. This Newt kind of tries to tell her mm-hmm. for a while in the movie, but doesn't tell it to her until, like, three quarters of the way through. Oh, because you have to, like, keep that tension. Right. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, they kind of get around about, like, well, there's always, like, more. Right, something's always happening. happening. Yeah. I hate that shit. I hate no, that I, shit. It's, it's, like, severe idiot ball logic where, like... You know, yeah. this would be solved if someone were to just Have stay. A I will say, right. I will say like, in the movie, I'm fine with it because, like, it's Newt's really terrible at communication and just, like, can't get a sentence out half the time. Um, it should have been solved well before then through writing. Right. I don't know why it's... I mean, I think, like, I mean, that's your thing right why there. Why is that ever a correction? Right. Yeah, I know, like, why did you, like, be, like, sorry for anyone's personal life who was ruined by this thought. <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, like, I think, like, and that can be your relationship conflict, too, right? I think the idea that, like, if you have them in a relationship and Newt is just someone who is just, like, not someone who is, like, keyed into how this works or, like, mm-hmm. not good at this, like, that's your conflict right there. Yeah. It's, like, th- they're trying to, like, you know, figure out, like, a language but, that well, works Well, it could for also them, be, like, even if that had been resolved by the time, it could have, like, been an insecure thing where it's, like, I know that you have this strong attachment to Lita. Right. And now that it's been my... Now that it's been brought up, even though you've told me that he's marrying your brother, now I'm, like, do you resent your brother? Do you want to be with Lita? Right. Like, there's so many ways that they could have had trouble. It's a long-distance relationship, you know. Yeah. Well, it's, and, I mean, and again, like you said, like, a good point would be to bring it like Theseus into that where it's like yeah. you like so why is she with your brother if like you have this hang up on her but like the movie never sees fit to address any of their past history in that sense that's so weird yeah. nope you just know that he's with Theseus and no, I have no idea why yeah. or how so like that Right. Is also, there a conversation between Lita and um, uh, Newt where I mean, it's like, like made clear of like, well, this happened, so obviously I went with Not Theseus. that I recall, no. You see, even see a flashback of them as kids where like, yeah. where, where Lita... Nothing but good things. Right, yeah, it's great. Like, Lita's like running away from students who are teasing her and she finds Newt like hiding in Hogwarts. So with... we really don't know what the fuck happened. No. To split them up. No, we don't. And now Lita's dead. So like, just when this character was kind of getting... in, Like, that's the thing too. Like, the character kind of gets interesting toward the end where you start to find out a little bit about like her backstory and it's kind of like okay maybe something can be done here and then she dies for no reason I I also want to make sure I understand this part clearly this man Yusuf Mm -hmm. who is her Lita's half brother yes 
through a rape. Right. Perpetrated a magic, by a magic rape, basically. A like magically a magically assisted rape. Yes, yes. Performed by Corvus. Corvus Senior. Yes. Corvus Senior. Who is out of the Corvus picture. The fourth, not the fifth. Right. Like who is Lita's father? So. Okay, so Lita is dead, and she's not used for anything, really, in the emotional conflict between, like, Newt and Tina or Newt no, and Theseus. No, She's not... So in, her entire purpose she is, is to be a, a, a prop in a really horrible rape to, like, incident no, in someone no, no, else's no, no, backstory? No, no, not really. Part of an elaborate red herring. Yeah. Because the... The main red herring of this movie is that Credence is Corvus. Right, age. And right. And that is not the case. Right, Credence and is secretly Dumbledore. And she is Dumbledore. instrumental in this being such a red herring is because she's the only one that knows it's not Corvus. Right, she's the only one uh, who knows she that, it can't, right, that it cannot at all be possible. Yeah. But she has not told anyone yet because they also do this thing where they like do a flashback to like them as kids at Hogwarts, right? And when they're doing the thing with the Boggart, the thing that she sees is like, you don't know really know what it is, but it's like a bundle floating. And you realize later on that like that's her baby brother who like drowned on the ship. And so it's like, this is something that's been weighing on her her entire life. And that's why like she's never told anyone I know you can't be you can't be him because he's dead. I saw him die, and I'm responsible for his death. I, I that was my other question actually. Does like Lita? Uh, does she get a line of like, "Hey, I feel pretty bad." Yeah, about- I mean that's what I'm saying. Like that happens toward. That's when Here's Lita like question. What's that? What what they? What happened to? She took credence. Right. What happened to credence after that? They, t- they, 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 they put him in the orphanage, remember? And that was, like, the whole Samantha thing. Morton, yeah. And then how they lose, magic. You, why didn't he, like, good omens would get, just get accepted as uh, created as... I know. You know what I mean? Exactly. How did he get lost after Wait, that? So yeah. did he never tell you how she would have misplaced him to begin with? Or why well, she would have the... dropped him off at an orphanage? Well, that no. The plan. Right. Okay. The plan this was... This is so weird. Yeah. This is even so more dumb. complex. The plan was to put him in an orphanage. Why? To hide him from Yusuf, who was going to kill him. Yes. But wouldn't that essentially... I feel like you're not necessarily hiding him from Yusuf. You're just taking him out of your control. Right. You know, I mean, like, you think that if you want to guard someone, you don't dump them off in an orphanage. Where you have no idea where they'll end up! Listen, hearing it out loud, it makes me realize how much this movie takes a gigantic (laughs) cul-de-sac to get to Credence's on Grindelwald's side. Yeah. None of this needed to happen. Yeah. Let me listen. So he is on Grindelwald's side. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, effectively. By virtue of the fact that, like, he sort of stumbles into it by the end. It does. Is there ever anything like okay? He's with Grindelwald for like this reason. No, his whole emotional arc is basically like he's looking for some semblance of of belonging at right. home. So he goes to this person who the half elf who like was supposed to take care of him. Right. She was the woman who took him on the boat yeah. with little Lita before it sank. The first like thing, she was okay. the one taking them to America. Yeah. The first thing that happens to him there is the Grindelwald's lackey who's supposed to be ostensibly working for the ministry, comes in and kills her. Right. Before she can say yeah. anything about what actually happened. Which okay. makes him obscurious out and yeah. freak out. And then Grindelwald says, like, I guess a good job for some reason. Yeah. A good job, Gunner, for making him freak out and killing the half-elf. That's apparently part of his elaborate plan, I guess, yes. to isolate him. Maybe maybe they're saying, yeah, Grindelwald wanted to, like, eliminate any, like, connections. other connections yeah. he might have had. So that Grindelwald can be looked on as the one who's, like, giving yeah. him all the answers that he wants to know and, like, okay. protecting him. Yeah, and at the him. end, he gets... Which is nuts, because what what happens the next time this guy who is on Grindelwald's side sees Credence? Right. With with Grindelwald. Right. That's, That's a good question. Oh, you're the one that killed the, the person that I maybe was, my, was like, a mother for me. Yeah. I mean, and also, to be fair, like, and I guess... He so, no longer cares by that point, because it's inconvenient. Right. Like, yeah. And to be fair, I guess Credence isn't aware of this, but, like... 
Grindelwald was Graves on the first movie who was who Credence knows was manipulating him. Mm-hmm. And so it just sort of seems like that could be something that you like work into it later on that like yeah. someone reveals to Credence like this guy has been manipulating you for years. Out? Right. Which doesn't seem to happen from what I've read in the third movie whatsoever. That's lame. Really. But anyway. But it, but it, yeah, Credence is basically just like an emotionally un- unhealthy you know, boy who doesn't have a lot of options, I guess. And he just, that's sort of how they get him there, really. It's just like, well, I guess this is where I hang out now. Yeah. And Nagini doesn't want him to go, which is, again, bizarre. Right, no, Nagini has, like, we, we don't really get Nagini, except that we get that she's, like, good. Like, she's yeah. a good person, because we see her at the end. Is it framed as tragic? That she's turning into yes. a snake? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. And so, like, which makes it even all the worse, is she right? Like, is she, like, enslaved at the circus? No. Is she there against I mean, her will? I think she, it's, like, she, they're poor and Yeah, she, they're working okay. at the circus, she's, but, like... She's, like, selling herself as, like, a freak, basically. Right, yeah. Witnessed or whatever. Right. And I mean, like, I feel like if, if you're... So, according even to J.K. Rowling, she had this backstory in her head for Nagini for, like, 20 years. Bullshit. Bullshit. No way in hell. Bullshit. I think it would also be one thing if Nagini, the woman were evil you know like right. it would be one thing of like you were bad ergo your association with Voldemort is because like this is who you just choose to ally yourself with as someone who seems predominantly good who is trapped you know with this horrible burden because of a what curse here? this is terrible <laughs> and then you end up being a snake to like the most evil wizard ever who had like literally suckles him when he's like doesn't have a full body it's like this is fucking nightmarish is what this is now like you've taken something that I never would have thought twice about it and made it into like one of the most bizarre and circumstances. Gross. Yeah, I forgot about the suckling. That was yeah, weird. it's just nuts. I don't know. I mean, again, it's bad. On you could easily say that she like goes is corrupted by this curse. Right. right? She maybe she's a good person, but the curse makes you evil and crazy. Yeah, sure. I don't Whatever. know. You could do that. No, yeah, they don't do could, but didn't. Could have, but didn't. Yeah. What were the other bits you wanted? To um, to? I was hold on. Oops, I like accidentally. I had it emailed it to myself. Um, while you're looking, can I? Yeah, yeah. Go so, ahead. all right. So I. I Here's my thing about this one. I think I'm thinking about it a lot. And, like, really, the themes that we're working with here are, like, you know, Grindelwald's sort of, like, anti-magic people thoughts and supremacy. And, like, what do we do about it? And you also have this, like, yeah, like, basically, basically you're setting up Wizard War, right? Mm -hmm. And Credence is, like, the crux of the plot. You don't need any of this other garbage, right? You don't need this this goose hunt about Lidl Estrange's lost brother. You just need... Three groups of people looking for Corvus. And yeah. not Corvus, Credence. Credence, who they think is Corvus. Yeah. yeah. We don't. We get rid of that. Do you we even need the Corvus of it all? Yeah. You don't need no, Corvus. you don't. You do, everyone, it's enough that people want Credence. And it doesn't right. even matter that... It shouldn't matter. Right. To be fair, this is another, like, Ray Palpatine bullshit yeah. thing. Where it's but like, so it doesn't yeah. matter who the From the start of the movie, to. they don't really talk about it. Everyone is talking about, like... He's not just an Obscurious. He's right. part of an important family, like wizarding family. Right. Which is like, why is that important? Right. Right. We already know what's special about him. The fact yeah. that he like managed to become like a teenager who was an Obscurious when that should have killed him like long ago. Like that's your focus yeah, right there. He turns into like a black cloud of death. Like right. that's pretty cool. Right. I mean like that's like, yeah, that's what you should be concerned about. Yeah. Not like, I don't know who was his mom. Well, and also to your point with the whole like Ray Palpatine thing, I am so sick of this. Like the only important people yeah. I, or the I ones mean, who are related to, yeah. Someone. Well, yeah. I, in, the, in Star Wars, it was the only important people are the Palpatines Skywalkers, and the Skywalkers. Yeah. In this situation, what, the only important people are the Lestranges yeah, and the Dumbledores? Yeah. Yeah. How do you, what is, what do you make of like this, um, this and magicians, right? Have yeah. separately, and maybe others that I don't know about, have separately come up with these concepts of like, 
when magic goes wrong, you become a crazy magic person, right? Like, <laughs> Obscurials and, like, Nifflings are right. very similar concepts. Right. I guess the Nifflings is more like if you if you lose if you control were, of a spell. Right, like, if, well, yeah, Nifflings are, like, if you lose control, if you're trying to do something too advanced. Yeah. The Obscurial is more just, like, you've been mistreated and now, like, it's manifesting itself. Yeah, well, it's like yeah. if you repress your magic. Right, yeah, yeah. Then it yeah. will just sort of become, it, it kill you, basically. Right, yeah. Which is an interesting parallel that I noticed, um, but I don't. I'm not saying like one. Of, I just want to know if that's like a more common trend that I'm aware of. I'm not the one to ask, probably. I, I don't read I, enough fantasy. I enjoy to the concept in I do both too. cases. I think it's a really cool concept. I think it makes you really interesting as a character and as a as a uh, a MacGuffin. Yeah. You don't need anything else. No. No, I agree. And like yeah. the original, like I felt much more sympathy for Credence in the first movie than I did for this one. You know, like he was a much more interesting character yeah. in the first one, where he was just like. How is this working? Like, why is this kid? Like, why does this kid have this thing? And now it's just like, ah, but you didn't know. He yeah, was also and, related to. Tom and Tom. the idea that it is like something that they don't clearly don't understand a lot about because they're like, well, there hasn't been one in, in centuries. Right, there clearly have been, and like we don't, you know, you shouldn't be able to live with it, but people are. So it it, it is an, it's like a plenty of interesting territory you've set up there to right. explore. Of like, this is a, a condition we don't know much about. Right, so. and then it's just well, it's because he's a powerful wizard and family. Yeah. Like that's all that it's it is. It's, it's fine. It's don't worry about it. it is, it's also the assumption that that's inherently interesting, and I'm like. No, you actually have to, like, write something interesting. It can't just yeah. be, he's a Dumbledore. Isn't that cool? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, do you have your thoughts? I just, yeah, I th we, we covered so much of, like, what I had written down here just because, like, I, I was just kind of doing a beat by beat of, like, what's what's wrong with every fucking goofy character happening in this. The one thing I wanted to cover sort of real quick that we didn't really go into is just the character of Grindelwald himself. So it's just sort of, like, I think there's something really interesting about this character, potentially, who is supposed to be, like, so seductive and entrancing that he could, he, like, literally gets Dumbledore to be like, yeah, maybe it would be a good idea to, like, kill muggles, like, when they're kids. Like, that's, like, the whole thing is that, like... Yeah, I don't think he got him on board with come on. I think no, but I think he was being the statue. Right. It was kind of just yeah. like the idea that he was like floating these ideas out there. And Dumbledore was like, well, you know, maybe like maybe you're onto something here. Like, that's interesting. You made like mm -hmm. the good person in these stories, like potentially consider like, well, maybe you're onto something here. That's something. I think also like it's interesting contrast to Voldemort as a character because Voldemort shows up and he's like a snake man. He's repellent. Right. And like with here you have someone who is like seductive and attractive and charming. And like that is your focus. Like, like what makes people believe these things, and right? that also be an interesting theme of what makes otherwise well-intentioned people like Queenie right, exactly. fall in with a supremacist. Right, and then you tie that in too as well. And I think like that's a perfectly compelling storyline. You don't get any of that in the movie because Johnny Depp's just playing like his trademark weirdo. Which creates a void, right? Because then right. you're like, why is anyone here? And it's also like in these movies, we don't really know of anything about Grindelwald. Like, we, like no. what, are, what are the fucking crimes of Grindelwald? Like, we, we don't know. We know plenty of his informed attributes. He's definitely right. done something. Right, he's, he's done stuff. He's bad. They all yeah. say like, ooh, he's bad. He's got it from him. He's we got, got a, that reputation. Right, we got to arrest him. But like, literally like what has this character done and what is he planning to do because then you also have the scene where he prophesizes world war ii which is like it's insane it's really stupid. I hate it. like also to i want to point this out because the synopsis didn't go into it to do this what he does is one of his followers comes in with a skull bong grindelwald like smokes it exhales and you see the vision like in the bong bomb. smoke Literally, it's a bong. It's, I mean, it's like a pipe, right? Like, yeah, or something. A skull at but the like, end of it? Yeah, it's like a skull pipe. But, like, it's a skull bong, basically, it, for all intents and purposes. So, and the, the image is in the smoke. Right, like, it, like, yeah. blows out everywhere, and everyone's like, ooh, we can see it's in the smoke, so like, dumb. like, holocausts and explosions and tanks and shit. One thing that worked for me up until that point that I think is, a, is an, was a, on the right track of mm -hmm. depicting this tension is that they, they cover this early on of, like, we're going to send a bunch of horrors to Paris um, because we suspect that Grindelwald's going to hold a rally. And Dumbledore tells Newt to tell Theseus, or tells Theseus directly, yeah. like, hey, 
don't do not like arrest any of the people there. Like you were going to make it so much worse for the world if you like punish these people for attending a rally because like you're just going to make them. Your Grindelwald's cause is going to yeah, be like you're look. Draw more you. people to Grindelwald if you yeah. punish people, but or, or kill people or do whatever. And so like it's this very tense scene where like the auras are like it's like a, a a riot or a protest basically where the police are just sort of like around the area and they're they're like no like okay we're just going to like have this little speech or whatever. Um, and there's this, like, one woman who they keep focusing on who's, like, staring down all of the horrors. And dur- just during the speech, before any of this war shit happens, um, she just decides to, like, pull a wand out on one of the horrors who then immediately kills her. Yeah. Um, and which is, like, a really cool, effective way of, of sowing tension without right. any of this war shit. Right. So, like, that would... <sighs> that would have been potentially accidentally topical. Yeah. Of police brutality... Right. I mean, again, a, you're obviously in a, a peaceful protest. Right. But I mean, again, obviously, it's like, well, in they're, context, they're right. Yeah. They're, like, they're Nazis and the police are trying to stop the Nazis. But, like, yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree with you in principle what you're saying. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Because I agree with you. That is, like, that would be No, I, I, I think like, I, they made this fatal mistake. Yeah, I agree. I that is, like, it, one of the things that the movie does well. The weird thing about it that's di- that, again, makes this different from, like, a protest as we would know them is that. I don't know about class strife in the wizarding world. It seems like they're all they've all got it made. Yeah. They're right. all magic. Right. They all are better than humans. They right. live in their own little world. I guess unless Are there second class wizard citizens? I guess Nagini is, right? Or yeah, I, I guess or like or like Credence because yeah. he's working the circus. Yeah. And then I guess you would also I guess they're not wizards, but I guess like elves Agrid are definitely second class citizens. But it's like we don't. I don't know a whole lot about the you know. It's but mo- any of the people at these rally, they don't necessarily. That's a good presumably point. they're they're upset about something. But what are yeah. they upset about? Right. No. Exactly. Like what? Where? Like is it all just coming from like anti muggle rage? Like well, well yeah. and like I I think for example, like Queenie's reason for joining them, I think it, it's like the kernel of a good idea. Yeah, no, I agree. Like, like the idea. I that, want this thing. Yeah, that's American, understandable. Yeah. You're an American wizard. You have a lot more reason because, like, I don't know what happens when you are a non, uh, when you're like a mogul born or a nomad born wizard in America because you, I, your parents can never find out. I, right, I like guess. yeah, that's that's kind of like a nutty backstory that J.K. Rowling made. To be fair, yeah, but, like, and like yeah. if you. Yeah, you straight up, like, cannot interface with the, the non-magical world right. at all. Right. Yeah. If you have kids that aren't wizards, what happens to them? Right, like, do you never see that? Like, yeah, like... Because you can do that. Do you, right. do you think yeah. they're dead? Yeah, like, I, I legit, like, it, it's, 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 it's such a strange thing to throw out there and then, like, never fully quite explain what's going on. But, like, I, yeah, no, I agree with you, Lee. I think, like, some, if we knew a little bit more about that, something like that could really inform Queenie's backstory and yeah. why she makes this choice. But and the, I don't the think... Most, the stupidest thing about it is that Jacob is on the opposite side as her. Right. So what do you think Right, is and the... Jacob's immediately going to be like, don't do this. Yeah. Please come back. And she's like, nope, I gotta do this for us. And I, I, again, and I know also, like, there are people who are so seduced by, like, horrible things and nonsense that even if you tell them, like, I'm your loved one, listen to me, don't do the thing, they'll be like, no, I have to do the thing. And, like, again, that's compelling stuff. I think there's a very compelling story to be told here about someone who, like, we liked a lot in the first movie who is just, like, captivated by this because of, like, her own personal trauma and, like, the life that she lived. Like, that's great. But it's to make it work, you have to go back to so many things the movie doesn't do. Right. So, like, you would have to then have Grindelwald show how yeah. seductive right. he and his and ideas I mean, like, are. They've established her in the first movie as, like, she's she reads pie. minds. Right. Well, she's a legend of the names, whatever the fuck yeah. you call it. She reads minds. And yeah. she makes it pretty clear that, like, uh, 
she she's under I don't know if she's underutilized or if she's like mistreated for for being a woman or whatever but like she's she has a she's very clearly depicted as somebody who knows that men are shit right because she yeah. hears about it all the time yeah because she can read their minds right wouldn't it be compelling if Grindelwald was the gentleman on the ins like if she could just read that yeah. he was like not an asshole and she was the first like was the, the first guy to like not be like wow what a sexy that would have been yeah. fascinating yeah I agree and I mean that's also the thing too because like you would think also like well she should know that he's evil because she can read minds right so like I feel like you do kind of have to cover that and be like but if she can read minds why does she not think he's bad like what yeah. is it about him that makes her think like this is still okay yeah. that would be actually a really cool thing to have of like remind the audience that she can read minds show people falling very easily under Grindelwald's spell until he meets her and that maybe you can have a shot from her perspective where she's like oh my god I'm seeing you for the monster you are or whatever yeah anyway anyway yeah there's some good things there, there are, are some, some good things. things um I will see yeah okay so the I wanted a couple of quick things that I that I really liked in this movie the the micro scenes of like newts just doing newt things are yeah. great they continue yeah. to be great whether the scenes not, with him and the beasts with, are good yeah with or yeah. without the creatures yeah like he's they show a lot of, like, development. Like, he's official. Like, he seems... The Niffling seems to be, like, fully trained. He, like, does, like, the... the Like, he just retakes it out of the case <laughs> and then takes it... Like, he, like whatever that spell is where you just, like, grab it or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but he just, like, summons Akio, it. Yeah, 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 he just, like, spell, yeah. He'll just, like, willingly, like, summon it and, like, let it sniff around. He does this, like, really cool, like, illusion, I guess, spell to, like, make everything appear gold, which, like, excites the Niffler. Yeah. And so he's, like, sniffing around to, like, find all of the trails and stuff. Um, and the Niffler is, like, how the Niffler is how you get the big fucking blood-packed vial in the end. Yeah. Um, and there's just, like, little, there are, like, little cute adorable moments, like, the way that he, the way that his, like, interest in Tina shows is bizarre is bizarrely and very, like, appropriately newt, where, like, He's, like, looking at her footprints, and he's like, oh, that's just Tina footprints. And then he just kind of looks up, and he's like, she has such narrow feet. Did you ever notice that? <laughs> and he comes like, no. <laughs> oh. Like she has the most narrow feet. I like yeah. that. Yeah. I really like... There's a lot of, like, cute scenes in it. Yeah. Um, is, um... Does Catherine Watterson get to do much? As Tina? Sorry. She does get to... She has She's a lot there of a lot. Yeah. She, okay, gets to do a lot she of does, like, detective work stuff for the first half of the movie. That's yeah. fun. I yeah. like that for her. Yeah, she's like on her own case, sort of. She, You meet her at the carnival because she's also hunting down Credence. Yeah. And then some bullshit happens at the carnival. I think a beast escapes, that big China The Zowu or whatever it's called. Yeah. yeah. It's it's a neat look. It looks like an enormous like lion with like a creature yeah, tail. Yeah, sort of like oh, a yeah. Chinese like design. A like, yeah. yeah like, like, like a Chinese like type. dragon type, but like a lot, like sort of lion. It's lion really neat face. looking. Like, yeah, it is yeah. a cool looking thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, again, once again, like, the beasts look neat. Like, you know, there, there's a lot of interesting creature designs happening Do here. Do we see any of our friends from the first one, aside from Niffler? Picket is there, yeah, too. Pickett's the little stick? Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. It's, like, it's, like, fully bonded to Newton. Yeah. I don't think he can, he's allowed to, like, take it off. Yeah. Yeah. That's adorable. You got it break pixel lock, as was promised. Yep, yep, as was foretold. <laughs> as was By <laughs> Grindelwald's smoke bomb. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to think. He uses the... Zoo that he captures later on. To travel quickly, to travel, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, he tamed that one very quickly. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, he gets sorted out fast. 
Um, yeah, I, I again, I would say that just as, as a me thing, I like the score. It's James Newton Howard who did mm. the score of the first movie. He also did uh, several other scores for movies we've done here, such as Maleficent and Atlantis: The Lost Empire. Oh wow! Um, so, okay, yeah, he's like a very like he he was a very good choice for the first movie. He did good work in for the second movie. I like the first movie score a lot because it has a lot of like little jazzy influences, which just you know makes sense given the time frame. So like, yeah, I think I think the soundtrack is good. I think again, like all of the actors are good, Depp excluded. Like everyone's. A good, everyone's a good actor. Mm-hmm. Like again, like I said, Jude Law I think is really perfectly cast as Dumbledore. Like it's it's really just that that's great. Yeah, works great. It sounds like maybe despite a pretty whack plotline, uh, Allison Sudol is still good as Queenie. Yeah, yeah, she is. It's cool to see Dumbledore teaching too. Like, yeah, uh, makes kids. you go like, yeah, oh, he was a good teacher. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So, so those scenes are written well. Right. There's there's a lot to like there certainly. Yeah. So yeah, there's good yeah. things. It's yeah. it's not a terrible like, you know. It's there not are a complete right. Things. It's well, not a complete. It's it literally just feels like it feels like someone adapting a 600 page novel into like a two hour movie. You know, so it's mm-hmm. like these things like don't really track in the movie, but you're like, oh, but in the book this would have made sense, right? right? Like yeah. you would understand why these people are there and doing this thing in the book. How lucky for her that we'll just fill in the connective tissue in her scripts. <laughs> yeah, I mean at this point it's just kind of like I don't know. There's probably no way to really like save this franchise now. You know, it's just sort of like it's become too much of an unwieldy beast of her own making, you know? And like, I, I think like there are issues, like I think if they probably should have had a different director, I don't think, I think David Yates has kind of made the wizarding world a little bit more boring in terms of like, he's been very good at directing these movies, but he's also made it like a little less fun or interesting. Yeah, and I think does. it needs more of that. Just it, a lot more serious. Right. And it's also kind of like now it's just at the point where like, in the later movies and in this one, whenever wizards are fighting, it's just like you're shooting sparks, but you're shooting like... Yeah. like oh, yeah. <laughs> but like, it's like washed out, like, right. beams of light. Right, and, and it's like, just sort of like, like, you could, like, there are so many crazy-ass spells you could be doing, and it just always turns into like... <laughs> I mean, just in general, like, I don't like this idea of, like, reality is not colorful. Like, yes, it can yeah. be. Also, if you're going to give me a world of magic, I don't want to have it look like mud. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying, I mean, the movie, this movie doesn't look like much. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. Yeah. And the final battle with, like, the fire is, like, of the evil fire is this, like, really bright blue. Yeah. And they fight it with good fire? I'm confused about it. I'm that. a little confused by it, too, to be honest. But, yeah. If fire <laughs> well, I mean, classically fire. fighting fire with fire. Yeah. Right, and it works. As, as, <laughs> yeah. as it always does. As the but second half of that saying goes. The new movie comes out in literally two days. Yeah. Um, I'm going to try to get my eyes on it somehow. Alright, so guys, I'm glad we talked about Me this. Too. I'm glad we finally exercised this obscurial from us. <laughs> so now we can all die in peace. There was just so much built up like you had to say yeah. about this. Right, we just like had to say so much about these movies. It, listen, and the fact that I have so... I, I'm so disappointed by it because there was so much promise. I agree. Oh, yes. I agree with you wholeheartedly. so disappointed. I wouldn't no, say I agree. It, like, it gives me no pleasure to tell you how much of a mess the second yeah. movie is. The first movie is so solid and yeah, I yeah. really... It's sounding like a lot of the things I liked about the first movie just get dropped. Oh yeah, no, you just don't get them anymore. <sighs> yeah. Anyways, Bummer. two weeks from now, full episode. I could never be your woman. We'll have some drinks. We'll have some laughs. We'll have some discussions. <laughs> Till we'll, then, we'll solve the issue of feminism. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Bye.